Part 2 The hard dawn light only made the morning seem colder. Hunched behind the wheel, Joshua yawned, trying to keep track of the road as he pulled into Peaceful Acres' parking lot. It was empty, with even Mr. Costiger's jag missing from its regular spot. Eyes watering from the strength of the yawn, he turned the steering wheel hand over hand and eased into his usual spot. God damn, it was early. The car had only just begun to warm up, the musty air from the vents having finally picked up some heat from the engine. As always, he was tempted to sit in the car for a few minutes more, leave the engine idling as he allowed the nascent warmth to banish the chill from his body. Bad idea. The first and only time he'd done so, he'd awoken two hours later to Mr. Costaker's sour visage staring in at him through the window. With a groan, he turned the key and then shouldered his door open, hauled himself out of the seat and into the cold bite of the air, shivering already as he grabbed his bag from the back, slammed the door, hands stinging, and, fighting off another yawn, trudged across the lot to the side door. Each exhalation a visible puff through which he then walked, head down, shoulders hunched. He fumbled with his keys, extracted the large silver one, and, with difficulty, slotted it in. Nothing was easy this early. The lights were harsh, and he squinted once more, moving down the hall and pausing to draw last night's summaries from the plastic hanging folder by the door. Leafing through the pages, humming to himself, he took the first left and reached without looking for the small iron handle on the door that led down into the mortuary proper. It was cold downstairs. As cold as the morning outside, but the coldness here was of a different nature. Outside, the air moved, jabbed and slid, searched and sought to pierce his frail cocoon of warmth. Here it lay still, heavy and smothering him with its indifferent inertia, and possessing a chemical greasy balm that tinctured the skin and had made him take hour-long showers the first few weeks on the job. No longer. One final yawn, and he crossed the sloping floor, passed the central drain and flicked on the coffee machine on the far counter, turned on the radio, dialed away from Mr. Costaker's smooth jazz station and toward the local college station. Only then did he turn to register what he had read in Costaker's smooth, slanting script. 10-9. p.m. 24-year-old Caucasian female. Cerebral aneurysm. Viewing. 10-16. Open casket. Table 3. Joshua frowned tapped the sheet against his lips, and then moved past the gleaming silver operating table toward the only one that was occupied. A plastic sheet lay heavy over her features, obscuring everything but the peaks of her nose, the subtle swellings of her chest, stomach, and thighs, and the tented lengths of her toes. He drew back the sheet and looked down upon her face. Smooth skin gone waxen and sallow, full lips, golden hair, sunken eyes, but gorgeous. Oh yes. Replacing the sheet, heart thumping, he drew out his cell phone and dialed Gabrielle's number. It rang and rang and rang, and just as he was preparing for her voicemail message, anticipating the curt, bored tone, what he would say and just how he would say it, she answered, Joshua? She was breathing heavily. He stood, rooted to the spot, phone jammed against his head, her breath a rhythmic rasp in his ear. Was that a voice in the background raised in protest? Josh? Hi, Gabrielle. Yes, it's Joshua here, he said, committing to the conversation like a diver to a dark-watered pool. I, uh, good news, but... He trailed off, face burning. Yes? Her voice breathless, the word in exhalation. 
I... We have a new candidate, he said. We do? Is she beautiful? Fresh? She was breathing harder now, quicker, as if excited by his words. She's... She's perfect. October 16th is the viewing. He was getting turned on, felt his cock beginning to stir as he listened, glassy-eyed to the sound of her breathing. Excellent! She was about to say something, but then interrupted herself with a surprised gasp of delight. <sighs> Call Simon. I'll come by later. Then she hung up. Joshua stood, frozen, cell phone to his ear, blinking as he stared at nothing. His thoughts were of Gabrielle, a torrid kaleidoscope of her thighs, her skin, her imperious manner, the wicked delight that seemed to always play in her eyes. He thought of the way she kissed him, leaning down to press her lips to his forehead, the soft cushioning there of heat against his skin, how the kiss always seemed to go through him like a harpoon into the core of a breaching whale. He shuddered, furious, feeling wretched, strung out with desire. Maybe she was out for a morning jog, he thought as he lowered the phone, dropped it in his pocket. He tried to accept that explanation, tried to believe it. Call Simon, she had said, and with extreme reluctance, he drew out his phone once more. Simon insisted on not being added to any contact list, so he dialed the number from memory and waited. It rang only once. What? said Simon, voice sharp, distracted. Not a question, but a bored opening gambit. Hi, Simon. Uh, Gabrielle told me to call you. We've got a fresh one due on the 16th. Yeah? The sound of gum being chewed. Joshua imagined him staring at a bank of computer monitors, weasel face bathed in light. Awesome. Come by tonight. We all need to talk, and I'll give you the gear then. Uh, what time? I get out at- Be here at ten. I should be awake by then. Bring food, he said, and then hung up. Joshua took the phone from his ear and stared at it, and heaved a long, suffering sigh for his own benefit. All right, all right, he whispered. Time to make the donuts. get enough of my buttery, silky voice? Head over to iTunes and search for Paul Guyett so you can check out the audio version of Philip Tucker's The Grind Show, the frenetic demon-hunting romp that critics have described as Neil Gaiman being dragged through the desert by Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, as well as Digressive Obscenity, a new podcast that's been nominated for the 2013 Geeky Awards. Put me in all your ears.